Hello and welcome to UX Soup, a short form podcast that looks beyond the passwords to give you the latest developments impacting the user experiences of personal devices and services in the home, in the car, or on the go. As always, UX Soup is presented by Strategy Analytics, a global consulting and research firm providing our clients with insights, analysis, and expertise. I'm Diana Franganilo, and I'm joined today by Lisa Cooper. Hello. And Chris Reiner. Hello. How are you both today? Doing fantastic. Yes. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm glad to be here with you. And as a topic of today's UX soup, I want us to discuss about the experience of secondhand shopping, either online, which is quite frequent these days, or in person, if it still happens somewhere. So I know that Chris has been moving houses recently. Well, actually, Lisa, you as well. Yes. And I don't know, but when I moved houses last time, like two years ago, I remember that I decluttered my life a lot to travel light and that I was looking around my house about what was the next victim that I could sell online. <laughs> victim. <laughs> yes. Great. It was a new way of uh, looking around. Instead of kind of like looking around and see something that is no longer appealing to your eyes, you just see something as an opportunity. I did a lot of selling online. I took lots of things to charity shops, for example, which are very common in the UK. And I found the process, you know, quite relieving and quite, it feels like it you are starting a new life and with a new new surroundings. I have to say that I'm moving houses in a few months again and that I am thinking of the same. I mean, in your moving experience, have you had something similar? So for me, uh, that's this is one of the areas that I think has improved a lot over the past couple of years in terms of correcting issues that maybe there were in terms of the process of, of selling things online or buying things online. I think there's been a great improvement, particularly with the name uh, Facebook Marketplace for me has been, I've been very pleased with the experience of using that. And I think that's greatly improved on the experience over here. We had Craigslist for selling things, or of course there's eBay. I think that there are things that Marketplace provides that have greatly enhanced and protected both the buyer and the seller on, on secondhand. I've been very pleased with that. Could you um, give us an example of a couple of those things? Yeah, so the first thing for me is if I'm selling an item or even if I'm buying an item to know more about the person that had that listing. So on Craigslist, if I list an item to sell and I get an email back from somebody, I don't know who this person is. I don't know, is this person a scammer? Is this person who they're saying they are? I have nothing to kind of latch on. All I have is text in that email. That's all that I have. But on Marketplace, what happens is if somebody's interested, they reach out, it starts a, a Facebook Messenger chat, and you have their name. You have whatever public information they provide. So at least their profile picture and their cover photo. If they have any about information that's public, you kind of know more about where they are. And some people have public profiles, so you can see their posts. So kind of having that information about who a person is makes a, a better connection when it comes to trying to sell something makes you feel a little more safer that this person isn't trying to take advantage or, or scam you it's easier to spot the scammers because they will have 
either no profile picture and no anything, or it's one of those that's kind of obvious that it's a, a scammer profile. So that protection element for both the buyer and the seller of knowing who it is, knowing a bit more about who it is that you're dealing with, I think is, is a huge improvement. I mean, certainly with eBay and that you'll have ratings, but you know, ratings can always be a little influenced or, you know, made up, you know, you could have your friends and buddies provide you with ratings saying that you're great and everything, but this just provides a little more of a personal touch. Yeah, it does indeed. I mean, I didn't realize until you just said, but I remember me doing exactly that. Just checking a little bit on the person that is going to come around your house or, or the person you are taking something from, because you might not want to go to somebody's house if your first instinct is not, let's say, positive. Mm -hmm. So you've used Facebook Marketplace also, Diana? Yes, I use it a lot. I used to use eBay in the past, but very occasionally. And then at some point, I started using Facebook Market, not only when I was moving, but also sometimes you just want to buy something that you know that is going to be a one-off usage. I mean, I'm getting more conscious these days as well about circulating the economy and not producing so much waste and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For example, um, an IKEA kitchen for the child. They are going to use it. They are going to get tired and then you can find another home for the toys. And that's nice to know that things go around and find a second life. So yeah, Facebook market is really, really good for that. And have you found alternatives to exchanging money? Have you been doing anything digital to exchange money or have you been exchanging money with cash when those people come around? Kind of like usually taking cash. If you don't fully trust or if people start saying, yeah, I'll come around on Tuesday next week or things like this, then is when... Mm. When you kind of like say, well, if you want me to save it for you, just uh, transfer me something somehow. Or if somebody comes earlier, I will just let it go before you come. Because people that tend to say, yeah, come around next week or do this or do that. In my experience, they tend to be quite flaky and at some point just, just drop in and not, you know, go yeah. in silent mode. Yeah, for me, it was yeah. about 75% cash and 25% Venmo. And when you're buying on Marketplace, you have the ability to use PayPal, I think. You have the ability to do to use some other form of payments directly I there am. so you don't have to pay the person directly. See, that for me is, is part of the issue. For example, when you go around yard sales in America or car boot sales in the UK, what's the equivalent in Europe? We don't have... You don't have those? No, and it's one of the things, you know, I had a checklist of things that I wanted to do whilst I lived in the UK. Mm -hmm. I go to Ascot races and, you know, these different things that you guys don't know that they are only from the UK. And carboot sale was one of the ones I missed out. Uh. <laughs> I need to come back and just go to one. <laughs> so for me, whenever it comes to buying secondhand, and that would typically be one way of doing it. I never like the haggling side of it. So, you know, when you go up there and you wouldn't find a price, no price tags at all. And then you know that that person's watching you walk up and maybe assessing what you could afford or, you know, the whole haggling. Thing. I just don't like it. And then exchanging cash because then you have to have the right change. And I never really like to carry cash to somebody's home 
anyway if I was doing this in another way. So having the ability to do it digitally and having a price set on it seems to me like a really good advantage, especially if you know the person or you have some background on the person. And then you don't even have to handle the money. You could send it over to them. But there is an element of trust, isn't there? Do you send it first before you pick up? Do you send it after you pick up? People can trick you. But usually if you say, what is the pickup? They know your home address. I mean, unless you make it up, they could be banging on your door, give me the item or something, you know? And as you yeah. said, I mean, here, for example, there is a payment service. I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. We assume that is very frequent. Everybody has it. So it's quite comfortable to do payments. Even if you go to their place, it's quite comfortable to say, oh, yeah, I make you a payment right now. And they just receive that message immediately. So mm. even you That's can do it That's true. In it's very instant. Yeah. yeah. So either you can do it in advance. One of the very important things that you have said is that haggling is really uncomfortable in person. Well, there are people that love it. Mm-hmm. But virtually, it's a little bit less uncomfortable. Facebook market provides you information about how long things have been up for. I think it used to be the case. And if people are dropping the price as well, you see that that people are getting a little bit more, let's say, desperate to sell. You are in a better position as well if you wish just to offer less money. So yeah, it has good features. I think one of the other things about that that I like is when you look at some of the other sites like eBay or Craigslist, it's more of a pull. Somebody has to go to that website and say, I'm searching for a particular item in order to find it. Whereas on Marketplace, when you're selling an item, it allows you to link and post to Facebook groups. So there'll be Facebook groups for reselling items in your local area or there was like a, uh, a household item resale group or a you know lawn ornament item resale group or just a garage virtual garage sale group. I don't live in a very large area, but there were a good 10 or 12 groups. Once I make my post, I could then post to those groups and then it ends up in their Facebook feed. So it's more of a push out to people to get more visibility rather than having the buyer always have to pull to get the information. So that really brought it to a much wider audience where I would post something and within an hour, I'd have three or four people asking about it. So were there any functions that you think currently online, secondhand selling and buying, are there any functions that are lacking currently? Is there any way for it to be improved in your experience? In mind with that one, yes, because I also had to join those groups in order to uh... <laughs> in order to post to those groups, which is fine. I understand that. They want to know who's posting to their group. And if the group's private, yeah, I've got to be a part of that group. But then very quickly, my Facebook feed, I'm just trying to sell stuff, but my Facebook feed is was now suddenly filled with stuff that other people are trying to sell that I don't really want and don't care about. Those groups those. have an overlap as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. And then I see my own post 10 times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But you had an experience, Chris, selling a car, a secondhand car online also. We talked about that in a previous episode. We did, yeah. So now we can do this with cars. You can buy and sell cars, used cars. Well, garages can do this. 
many garages do sell them on eBay, secondhand, mm -hmm. and people are selling their cars either on eBay and on Facebook Market too. I rent my apartment out, putting it up in Facebook Market. So the thing is that it's not only allowing you to buy and sell stuff. I mean, people are exchanging houses. People are like looking for tenants and... Mm -hmm. They're selling services. I mean, Come do your yard work or, hey, if you need your vehicle fixed, you know, all of that ends up on Marketplace yeah. as well. It used to be my go-to place. I really need to get rid of this double bed. Is there anybody interested in getting it for free? And then you get like a win-win because you don't have to go to the tip and somebody's coming and, and taking it from you. Now, I have a situation here where... I've relocated to the UK and I've had to change the region on my smartphone. Mm -hmm. I cannot get Facebook Marketplace for the UK. I have no idea how to get that because I would like to use it, but it I... continues to give me US locality. Any ideas? You should be able to change because maybe you, in your Facebook profile, maybe yeah. you are still saying that you live in the UK, in the US. I believe little... I changed that. Well, I mean, we'll have to talk about this later. But yeah. yeah, it's not very clear how you change that because I've tried all manner of ways to to change it. There is something as well. I don't know if it, that would be your case. But if you see at the bottom of the Facebook app, you see, you know, your profile, your groups. When I used to use it, Facebook market quite often, that appear as a shortcut. And now I have to go to menu. Right. Yeah, they've changed access, that. Yeah, to access to market. So I don't yeah. know if it's because I have low usage or if I start using it again. I don't know if they would put it back on my face. You it doesn't see. even have where I used to live. It's actually got me in Virginia. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this here, yeah. Lisa. Uh, and I don't know if yours looks the same. But if you see on the on the right side, it has a little map icon and it says Lansing, New York. If you tap on yeah. that, you should be able to yeah. change... So it says to me, it's Chesapeake. Yeah, so if you tap on it. Which isn't even where I lived. If you tap on it, you should be able to change it to your. I've tried changing this so many times and it won't change it. So this for me is a function I'm a little frustrated with, Facebook Marketplace, because I would like to use it so that I could buy secondhand goods. But I have not been able to change the location to another country. Yeah, I just tried to change it and it wouldn't let me change it. Yeah. So it's, that's something that I would love for Facebook to help uh, users figure out because people do move, they do relocate, and I can only do it within the US. It will not allow me to do this within the UK. So if any of our listeners knows how to do that, please let me know. <laughs> you have the, the problem that Facebook market was not up in Spain when I was using it in the UK and we were kind of like, oh my goodness, guys, you are missing out. That's so good. We have another very popular apps that allows you to buy and sell secondhand. Some of them are kind of like generic and some of them are specialized, for example, in clothing. Buying and selling secondhand is big. I think at some point there are going to be people taking care of bundles, you know? Okay, you go and sell this for me and you take the, give me that amount and take the money. I mean, the experience is good because you get to the place you want to get, mm -hmm. but Sometimes it takes you quite a while. Yes. I mean, taking the picture at the right time of the day because otherwise it looks crap, mm. you know, and then responding to the questions. And some people just don't look or read the descriptions correctly. I mean, sometimes you forget to put some details, like, for example, dimensions or a particular dimension. 
but sometimes people just have that in front of their face and then just ask you the same questions all over and over. So yeah, it gets you to the Marie Kondo decluttering status, but, <laughs> but on the other hand, it takes time, yeah, quite a bit of time. So do we think that we will in the future see the end of car boot sales, yard sales, things like that? I, I don't see that in the U.S. because I think there's still a social element to it. There are people that, you know, the, the early birds that get up and are there an hour before your yard sale starts because they want to get first dibs on everything. There are people for whom this is a hobby. This is kind of a, a passion. It's a social thing like, you know, antique shopping would be or something where you and your friends get together and go out around the yard sales. I think that part of it is going to stay around for a while. I used to see lots of queuing to go to the car boot sale. It's a day out. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, hopefully, it will be a stay for a little bit longer. It's nice as well. For me, because I sold a lot of stuff, there was stuff that's like, all right, this is going on Facebook Marketplace because it's big. I could get a lot of money for it, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas a notebook or any book, really, or a plate, or I'm not going to put that up on Facebook Marketplace. That takes too much time to go create the ad for something that I'm going to get 50 cents for at a garage sale. So still had the garage sale to get rid of all of this little stuff that wasn't kind of worth the time to put up on Marketplace. And I, I do think about that there's many people who refuse to use Facebook, just period, because they don't trust Facebook. Mm -hmm. They don't want their information on there. And then you have, you know, the senior population that don't necessarily enjoy technology. And, and this, like you said, is their hobby. So yeah. I think, too, that it'll stick around for a while to come because it is an experience. It is a little day out. It's a good way for kids, too, to, to manage their money and, and spend their pocket money on something and to put all their old toys out. And in America, they'll have a little lemonade stand or something like that. It's, it's the experience of it that mm -hmm. you just can't recreate digitally that I think, I think it'll be around for a long time to come. But it's a nice add-on it's a nice supplement to something that that's been around for a long time the culture is changing as well but when i arrived to the uk it was interesting to see so many charity shops as well to buy second hand mm. the high street because yeah. here is very specific i mean you really need to to make a good intention to you know to find one it's nice to have somewhere around the corner as well to drop some things as you said uh, chris Maybe the plates or little things or little toys that you no longer want. I mean, it's nice and you are contributing to the community as well. One advantage for me of doing things online is that I hate browsing. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether the shop is fantastic or is secondhand or whatever. And I find it more, you know, more addictive, less uncomfortable to browse online, even if eventually it's a waste of time many times, but it's not as uncomfortable as being in a place and just kind of like trying to find something or. Okay, so we have discussed a little bit about our secondhand shopping experience, both online and offline, a lot of online these days. And now just to wrap up, we would like to go to condensed soup. Whee, condensed soup. <laughs> so, um, Let's talk about your best secondhand shop or your worst or your weirdest, for example. Any ideas? Well, I can go first. So for me, I, I had a, a really positive experience. So 
our daughter is heading off to university. And so we spent part of the summer kind of reminiscing about video games that we used to play together when she was younger. And there was a particular one that it just didn't work on our machine anymore. It would hang up at the same point in the game. So it was like, you know what? Why don't I go look and see if I can get this? And just went online, as it so happened, Marketplace, and found that game in Florida, 2,000 miles away from us. And it was like five bucks. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get it. And so I got it. And then immediately got a message from her saying, I've shipped it. I got an email saying there's been a shipping label printed. Wow. And the day after the next, it was there. And so still fresh in our mind, we were then able to to kind of go through and and reminisce and finish this game that we had played when when she was much smaller. That's great. What about you, Lisa? Uh, For me, I'm a little shy. I don't really enjoy having random people coming to my house, um, even if it is online, even if I can see their Facebook. I'm, I'm not, I don't enjoy that experience, but I have had yard sales in the past and I almost find that that's better for me because then a lot of people come and it's on one day. And it's a really great experience to, you meet so many nice people And then you get to hear the stories about where these things are going to. So for me, my positive experience has been with yard sales or garage sales and just the people you get to meet in the stories. So I I enjoyed that. That's great. A good experience, a really good experience I've got was that just before moving, when I was selling some furniture away and some stuff, well, lots of stuff, I fell in love of, uh, you know, these typically British telephone chairs? I don't know. If oh, you yes. I fell in love with one of those. And I found one that wasn't very far, maybe 40 minutes drive. It was the right price and, you know, the right condition. And, you know, it was ticking all the boxes. The only box that wasn't ticking was the fact that I should be selling stuff, not buying stuff before moving. But now I have a piece of furniture <laughs> at my foyer that reminds me of the time in the UK, which is quite nice. Oh, oh that's nice. nice. Time's up for today. If you would like to chat more about secondhand shopping or any user experience around us or to send us any questions you might have, you can email us at uxsoup, all one word, at strategyanalytics.com. The show notes on our podcast website ux-soup.com has links to our recent research on user experiences. There you can also connect with each of us on LinkedIn. A reminder that UX Soup is sponsored as always by Strategy Analytics. Check out the latest user-focused insights in mobile, automotive and smart home by visiting strategyanalytics.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.